0: It's sipping time.
1: Hey, and welcome to this Sips episode, everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m.
0: And that's been disputed by pretty much everybody. Anybody, anybody on and everybody. earth. Uh, this is a one-hour show. A fact. Give or take. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> entertaining for much less than
1: that. Oh, way 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 less than that far less than that we're talking like
2: you know a fraction
1: yeah like tiny little fractions like you know like how many people get the flu and how many people end up getting really bad over it it's like 0.1 percent yeah we're less than that so (laughs) you're better off listening to this show than getting the flu or covid so you know yes you'll you'll probably survive
2: this show better (laughs) (laughs) alcohol kills germs
3: Yes. You'll definitely survive. If it does or sanitizing. If alcohol no kills the germs, then
1: we all should be basically be walking around in the ICU just like breathing on people. <laughs> That's mm, a great I have,
2: idea. I have it is I, I therapeutic hospital visits. Right.
0: I have I'm been like, hired, I'm like uh, a god. I just I right, breathe hold on, right. I'm gonna give mouth to mouth to this one. <sighs>
3: Brent can bring people back oh, from the dead,
0: yeah. right? They, right? You know, they have those those comfort dogs that they bring in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going around mouth to mouth and everybody and
1: saving their lives. Went like we're the, you know, like Brent's we're the next comfort coming. mouth. It'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that went into the toilet really, really fast. So, okay, moving on. This is a family show, you know. Uh, <laughs> This is made man Bob,
0: and joining me are (laughs) made man Brent with the comfort (laughs) mouth. (laughs) No, I'm just happy in the basement here. I'm happy you finally got a fireplace. Well, Uh, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's just But it didn't mean you should be burning your clothes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no hope. And made man Maury. Good morning, Bob. It's a delight to be here, as always. The uh, the the, the humor is already in the toilet. The humor,
1: um, our eternal souls. Uh, <laughs> I've got a half a dozen nuns that are just listening to me right now going, where did we fail? Where did we fail? So. <laughs> None of rulers. I'm sorry, Sister John. I'm sorry. And,
3: and quote, oh boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. Looking forward to the panoply of whiskey today. Ooh, that's a big word. That's uh, a $2 he, dollar
1: word. Man, how uh, many syllables is that? Wow. Somebody's he's been scared. reading their old he's, SAT <laughs> books.
0: <laughs> he's count, you know, he's counting on his fingers right now how many syllables that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can only get up to 10. 20 if he takes his shoes off. Right. 20 and a half if he's naked. So, all right. Well, Brent and Maury and myself oh. are with the Bourbon Mafia. Uh, The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization that is composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states and two countries, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. We are also sponsored in part by the Florida Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And we are also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass.
2: Can we stop talking about the machines that don't work? Can we just say, I'm trying to be nice because he's not here. Um, yeah. Hey. When are you nice? Never. Right now? Just going. Never. I'm just trying going there. It out.
0: Just go in there and see what bottle you like and open it up. Like you've never tried out something
1: new. It doesn't suit you. You've never tried it. How about that kind? I came to your house and you were wearing all your... uh, Never mind.
3: Sorry, Sorry, Denise. Everybody should go to fine Spirits. Sorry. Argue that the animatic machine should work and demand a discount. Exactly. There you go. So (laughs) They'll get fixed in a week.
1: (laughs) Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee. And today's show is all about whiskey. And here's some of the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. We have the Bullet Blenders Select. We have the Frey Ranch Straight Bourbon Batch Number 1. We have Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We have Quantikilty Irish Whiskey, the Imperial Stout Trooper. We have Rampur Indian Single Malt Double Cask. And from Ardbeg, we have the committee release of Ardbeg Black. And we're going to have Maury tell us about the Sips ratings, because the last time we had Justin do it, it was just pathetic so i resemble that remark it's it was just it was the worst accent ever i mean it was just it was horrible well thank you bob it was worth a drunken leprechaun
2: (laughs) okay uh we will be discussing our whiskeys and rating them with our signature sips ratings plus our signature sounds here are those ratings one sip give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth Two sips, nice. But what else do you have, Bob?
0: Well, isn't that nice?
2: Three sips. Mmm, interesting. What was that again?
3: Interesting.
2: Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another.
0: That's classic. You hear that?
1: That's him doing his sexy voice. Doesn't work, but that's him doing it. <laughs>
2: Hey, gotta give a guy credit for well, trying. I I am totally five sips. Credit. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good.
0: Oh my goodness yes. 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 Yes.
2: Bob, how much did you pay your wife to
1: record that for you? I didn't have to pay her. I just came home early one day and I heard the noise, so I recorded it. Why? Oh okay. <laughs> I'm just curious.
3: Juan
1: <laughs> mm. man been finished. I mean he was here, I think, because Wanmar was out back running. So it's the pool guy. Oh, you don't have
0: a pool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he only comes Ramon. From- He comes every other week. That's Ramon. Hey, he's worth a hundred bucks a month. I mean, she's as pleased as punch whenever he's around. All right. So let's have uh Brent tell us about our first whiskey of
0: the day. Thanks, Bob. Created by Bullet Blender Ebony Major. Did I get that one right? Yep. Wow, that's good. Bullet bourbon blenders select number one. So this is the first one, I guess. It is the latest innovation out of Bullet Distilling Company. First annual. First annual. And it is made by blending three out of the 10 whiskey types used to make the original bullet bourbon. Although it is a non-aged state of whiskey, it is aged a minimum of nine years in oak barrels with a number four char, with barrel heads with a number two char. So they little did a little bit differently instead of making it all the same. So that averages to number three. No, no, not way. The, the heads, 3. Are 3. Yeah. heads are smaller. Heads yeah. are smaller. High. So, so three point four. <laughs> Brian, what do you know about small heads? <laughs> Ooh, bullet okay. bourbon blender select number one is the first offering in the new limited edition blenders select series which offers the blending team an opportunity to experiment and flex their creativity in the lab at bullet and Stirring company and we took a took a trip up there this, uh, this spring and it was very nice very pleasant. Oh, i got a beautiful uh, facility f- oh i love that new facility it's great it's uh, it's if you're over in the area, you got to make sure to stop in there. But yeah, about halfway between Louisville and Frankfurt, you pass right by it. It's uh, about
1: two minutes across the road from uh, Jep the Creed as well. So it's nice. Yeah, if
0: you're there, definitely swing by. Yeah. So this is a Bullet Blender Select, non-age stated, fifty percent ABV, and uh, so hundred proof. So the color of this is a nice copper burnished color. Just just your typical brown no there's no brown in this trademark like violation a, again it's like a gold it's like a goldish uh copperish served. color there's no brown uh, on the nose i get uh, get the very it's a, cherries just cherries and vanillas and plum just pop out at me on the nose they just burst oh god i love that love this nose this is great on the palate you get uh, cherries cloves black pepper tobacco just a beautiful blend nice nice creamy mouthfeel. this is a a nice long finish this is nice i like i like where they're going with this i like what they've what they've done of selecting it kind of reminds me of what makers mark does when they do one of their one of their uh limited edition bourbons you know when the when the master distiller makes a one of their blends. I think they've kind of followed in the same kind of footsteps it looks like. Maury, what do you think?
2: I would echo everything you said. I think it's a beautifully made whiskey. It's nice. It's rounded. Um, just uh, mouth coating. Really, really lovely. I think uh, I think they did a nice job, and I agree with you. It does have some reminiscence of the
3: uh, maker's program. Justin? So... I thought the color was definitely a light brown. And on the nose. (laughs) Really? That's a surprise. (laughs) It was vanilla, spice, and oak. (sighs) On the palate, it really reminded me of old Coca-Cola, before Coca-Cola Classic, before New Coke, the real old Coke. Um, And then it had like light hints of vanilla and blood fruit at the end of it. The spinach... The spinach. The finish. <laughs> the spinach. No spinach in this product whatsoever. Yeah. Was long and spicy. I I would really love to try this with frozen Coke and see what would happen. Now, it's great straight, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. What'd you think, Bob?
1: I'd really like to try it with a spinach salad <laughs> <on> myself. hell?
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I'm sitting here racking my brain going, do I have a Popeye sound effect here in the computer? Good Lord. Uh, I, I I, honestly, I, I I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, I think it's extremely well put together. Um, it's got a really great nose to it. A little more perfumey than I'm used to from Bullet.
3: Hmm.
1: But it's got a nice body to it, pretty good mouth feel, good coating on the tongue. We're going to give it three sips. Interesting. Hey, and we're back and we're talking about whiskey. So let us uh, we just finished talking about the Bullet Blender Select number one, and we gave that a three sip rating. So we're moving on to our next whiskey. Let me grab that, which is from Fry Ranch. It's the Fry Ranch Straight Bourbon Batch Number 1. No age statement, non-chill filtered, 45% ABV, 90 proof. Uh, Colby Fry is a fifth-generation farmer who grew up working on his family's 1,500-acre ranch located in Fallon in northern Nevada up near Lake Tahoe. Hey, that's where uh, Ben Cartwright's place is. Bonanza, baby. Yeah. The Ponderosa. So... Uh, the Fry family has a long history in the area dating back to 1854. Long, partic- uh, long practitioners of sustainable farming, their family motto, Be Good to the Land and the Land Will Be Good to You, is engraved on the bottom of every bottle of their whiskey, along with distiller and certified crop advisor Russell Wedlake. Look at him. He's picking the bottle up. He's gonna, he wants to see if it says it on
0: the bottle. <laughs> well, the bottle is a great-looking bottle. I mean, it, I mean, the thing, the bottle weighs like 14 pounds. Along with the distiller and certified crop advisor
1: Russell Russell uh, Wedlake, they make their whiskey using grains that are 100% grown, malted, distilled, matured, and bottled on the ranch. Very, Uh, very few people
2: could say that. Yeah, I mean,
1: nobody malts. No, nobody. So that's that's hardcore. Uh, aged a minimum of four years, Fry Ranch Straight Bourbon Whiskey is made with a four-grain mash bill consisting of non-GMO corn, winter cereal rye, winter wheat, and two-row barley. So, on the nose, I'm definitely getting some vanilla. Get some oak out of it and uh, almost a sort of a waxy kind of sandalwood note to it. And on the palate, hold on.
2: Hmm.
1: On the palate, I'm getting uh, almost like a like a rosewood linseed oil, kind of like a, 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 a but a bit of brown sugar, a little bit of vanilla on it. Got a nice mouthfeel. Definitely coats the tongue. What did you think, Justin?
3: Well, when I first opened this...
1: Don't tell me you hurt. You tasted spinach.
3: I definitely got some off notes. Spinach? Um, no, not spinach. When it, Yeah. Okay. When it, when it first opened... Spinach in the last one.
1: Really? I got
3: notes of like paint thinner, orange, and Lysol, but after 15 to 30 minutes open, all those negative nose notes went away. And it became like a traditional bourbon nose on the palate. It was rich, complex. Um, got some raisins and cashews on it. It had a good mouthfeel to it. The finish is short, but you expect that because four years, it's yeah. young. Um, you could just tell that the stuff they put in it is quality. And I wonder where you get certified... For crops, because that would be interesting. And is it riding crops or stuff you grow? I'm not sure. What do you think, Maury? Well, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: no, yeah, I just, yeah, Lord have mercy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Maury. I would uh, echo a lot of the things that Justin said. So at the risk of uh, not repeating it all, I agree. It had some petroleum and a little bit of off-putting uh, aromas on the nose initially they seem to have blown off with yeah. a good 30 40 i don't know what you guys are smelling i think
1: you're smelling the hand sanitizer in your hands i never got any of that
2: oh no i didn't sanitize today
1: no oh that explains a lot yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay that's just your swarthiness okay that's correct
3: oh great awesome.
2: I, I figured harmeet wasn't here someone needed to place, awesome. play the role now i know what that stink is okay but it's got a beautiful mahogany color it's definitely not brown. It's mahogany, and uh, honestly, for four years, it, they they've got some great good. color. Yeah, yeah. It is a, yeah, yeah. I love where it's going. I'd love to see this whiskey in another two or three years. To me, it's a little bit on the young side, but nonetheless, it, I agree with everything Justin said. It's well made. The packaging is gorgeous. I, I love the fact. I love when people send us full bottles so we can really see the packaging. And in this one, the packaging does not disappoint. That uh, brass uh cork topper is just unbelievable the glass on the bottle is heavy it's dense it reminds me a lot of um peerless the the peerless um, one yeah but a different shape and they've got the brand i don't know if their exact brand looks like that but they've got this little metal medallion both on the top and on the front of the bottle i mean it's just gorgeous packaging and honestly i think the whiskey does not disappoint it's not it's not absolute where they spend all their money on advertising you know what
1: it is it's a classic four-year-old four-grain bourbon yeah We've had right. quite
2: a few newer
1: distilleries four that grains. have come out with a four grain, and this has got that that four grain palette to it. This like, isn't that like you said, than well made, Taylor.
2: Yeah, and I love the fact that they've uh, fiddled with the four grains. I think it's nice. There are yep. not very many out there. Um, the it, fact it, that they're they're I mean, not only they're growing it, not
1: only they're mashing, they're in, malting, they're malting it. I mean, who the hell does that? Hill Rock. Yeah, other than them, that's it. Right. There's not very many. There's not. I very mean, many. that's. Hill. I mean. Yeah. You know how many places in Scotland still malt about two. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's nobody does that. So that's my hat's off to them because man they are they are using, taking the hard road some, uphill.
2: And they're also using some interesting slightly off-center grains, the a winter cereal rye, uh, the winter wheat and a two row barley. I mean, none of those are sort of, you know, right down the middle and of course a non-GMO corn. So I think they're they're doing it right. They're yeah. trying to buy the best ingredients out there. And I think this is going to be one to watch over the next five oh, years. You definitely. just
1: want to go out there so you can ride out on the Ponderosa with Haas and Little Joe. That's what it is. I've already done that, yeah, but I'd I like to go back. It. Yeah, I doubt it. Haas wouldn't ride with you. Haas is too cool.
0: What do you think, Brent? Yeah, to me, this has the makings of of uh, Dave Pickerel, of the teachings of what he used to do and and how he's how he made the his bourbons and stuff like that. Um, and. And I think that's where they're going with this. So I think that's where they're going. They're malting their own. They're, you know, they're doing their own malt. They're using four grains. They're, uh, everything's going right with this. You know, the, the bottling, the packaging, everything just seems to be working for them and stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see where it ends up in another two, three, four years. Uh, you know, I think this is well on its way to... Uh, you know just establishing themselves mm-hmm. doing the right thing and um oh yeah they're way out of the curve yeah yeah they are you know just just by just by doing what they're doing right now um and uh like i said it's got uh, it's got dave's fingerprints all over it and i don't know if he'd had anything to do with it or not but that's um you know, he had his hand in a lot of a uh, lot of place a lot of uh, distilleries, and this just makes me the way they're doing it, it makes me think of w- the way he was teaching some of these distilleries to do it. So,
2: I know, Brent, I, I think that you said is interesting, and I agree with you. I think that the whiskey has improved dra- dramatically in the glass. We say there's no substitute for time and uh, time in the barrel, but this whiskey really has benefited tremendously from time in the glass. Uh, it's dramatically better from when we first poured and tasted it. Uh, 45 minutes or so ago, and uh, I would agree with you. I think they're doing everything in the right way and uh, heading the right direction, and it'll be really fun to see where they evolve to.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to be rating the uh, Frey Ranch straight bourbon batch number one. Three sips. Interesting. So we're moving on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Popeye over here
3: tell us all about it. Well, today we're going to talk about Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 45% alcohol by volume and 90 proof. And if you drink it too fast, you're going to sound just like I just did. Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon is distilled, aged, and bottled in Kentucky and a replica of the Prohibition-era Chicken Cock bottle. Established in 1856 in Paris, Kentucky. I wonder if that's near Versailles. Yeah, I
1: think it's just outside of Versailles. Right. Not too far from Athens, Georgia or Paris, Texas, I believe. Yeah,
3: There you go. I'm a Ten- traveled, traveled individual. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years before Jack Daniels. So this is a ancient label. Chickencock rose to fame as the house whiskey at the Cotton Club, one of Prohibition's most legendary speakeasies. And uh, amazing music there, too. Known as the famous old brand... And the whiskey in a tin can, Chickencock, was smuggled into the club in sealed tin cans, then ceremoniously opened tableside. After Prohibition, the brand enjoyed a resurgent couple of decades before a distillery fire just after World War II put it out of business. Chickencock whiskey is currently being made through Bardstown Bourbon's collaborative distiller program. And this whiskey. I got a nose uh, before, like orange potpourri. I uh, detected some grits and butter and floral fruity notes on the palate. I got um, traditional bourbon notes, but sweeter than many. And the finish was short, but It was pretty decent. What did you think, Maury?
2: I agree. I think it's a nice whiskey. Um, I've had some other expressions from Chicken Cock that I've really liked. Um, I'm not sure exactly which one this is and where it fits the line, but I thought it's a nice whiskey. It's pleasant. It's easy drinking. It's affordable. uh, It's got all the basics uh, covered nicely. There's really nothing wrong with it. It doesn't rise to the level of extravagant or, wow, i got to go find this. But uh, I think for what it is in the glass, it's uh, very approachable and uh, something that you wouldn't pour out.
0: Brent? Yeah. On the nose, um, I got some oranges, flowers. I got dandelions on the nose. Yeah. It just reminded me of dandelions. Um, the, uh, it's nice to see when these old labels get resurrected and w- you know who picks it up and what they do to it and how they make it their own and this one is very unique in that aspect i i don't know that there's anything else that tastes quite like this you know as far as like a traditional bourbon or anything it's uh it's still to me it's just still on the young side you know definitely it's they you know they're in the process of resurrecting it um so i look forward to where this goes in a couple years this you know has got some good really good promise to it so Bob?
1: Well, it's yeah, you know, like you said, it's a it's a classic classic label. Um, I mean, if you go if, if you collect old prohibition type memorabilia, old whiskey bottles and stuff, everybody that is in the whiskey community has seen the Chicken Cock label, the old bottles, how they came in the tin can. Um, I've seen some of the cans, you know, I've seen one of them that still has a bottle in it, still sealed. Well, you assume Ooh. it's still in there, you can't see. Um, so it's, it's very nice to see that, you know, an old heritage label like that, somebody picked it up and somebody is, is, you know, working hard to try and bring it back. I don't know where they're sourcing the whiskey from for right now, but, uh, you know, the original release that they did, uh, the commemorative bottle, you know, that one was, you yeah, was bloody expensive, uh, but it was really, really nice. This is, this is a really good effort. It's got a lot of citrus to it on the nose. And I think Justin hit it right on the head. Yeah, like grits and butter. It's got this buttery cereal. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut now and then. It's got got that cereal note to it, you know, like that cream of wheat kind of grits and
2: porridge and butter. Really
1: nice uh, edge to the nose. And
2: And it too has really improved nicely in the glass. Mm -hmm. Again, a little more off-putting when we first poured it. But I thought with some time in the glass it's uh, made it made a nice difference
1: yeah I mean it's it's got a nice palette it's got a medium like finish mostly for me mostly side palette and front palette middle and back are, are dropping off a bit um, but again you know f- you know for for a reasonable amount of money this is this is uh this is pretty good pour for the money so um, what is that flavor that I'm picking up it's almost like a cotton candy I think Mm. like a convection or sugar it's it's a very very sweet bourbon Um, yeah and it's it's almost like a pink cotton candy kind of uh note on the tip of the tongue. cotton
3: candy i think you nailed
0: it yeah this resurrection of of all these bourbon brands is just phenomenal of you know and you know it makes me wonder like how many of them are actually going to stick around um you know what is which ones are which ones are going to be resurrected and, you know, and, and then make the longevity process?
1: Oh, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, a lot of these brands that are getting resurrected were around for a long time and then, you know, disappeared. Right. So, you know, right. they may disappear again. Some of the new brands that just came out may disappear and those may come back in 50 years. I mean, I won't know. I'll be how or dead at that point. Right,
0: right. But both. it makes you wonder because you, you you can look at Scotch and look at uh, at uh, Islay and, uh And how many were there? You know how many Scotch, you know how many the stories were there, and how many have actually survived? And you know you don't see a lot of those old ones coming back. Uh, But oh, well, well, a lot lot of them are coming back now. Scotch is hot. Yeah,
1: there's there's quite a few in Scotland. uh, The older labels that you know were victims of, you know, the eighties, the the seventies, and the sixties, and the whiskey glut um, that you know ceased to exist, and they are actively either rebuilding the facilities or reopening the facilities. So it's, I mean, whiskey is a hot thing right now worldwide. So you've got a lot of people resurrecting some of these heritage brands. You've got some people resurrecting the historic properties, you know, like a uh, castle and key, right. um, you know, the old uh, Braura label in Scotland is that, you know, Brora is being resurrected. You know, there's, there's quite a few. Uh, Rosebank is coming back. There's, there's a lot of distilleries that, you know, were mothballed or shut down in Scotland coming back. So you've got that going in addition to the new ones that are coming online, you know, completely from scratch, new labels. But it's, it's you know, it's, it's heartening to see, you know, the heritage labels, the history, you know, people saving. Well, um, uh, uh, James Pepper. Very, very, very old brand. And yes. uh, the guys over there oh, yeah. in Lexington brought that back and they're doing great stuff with that. So it's it's really nice to see the old heritage brands, you know, coming back and, and they're, you know, they're doing some good work. I mean this is uh this is a solid effort, so
0: hmm. it's However,
1: little. I will tell you guys that uh, the uh, the folks that sent us this uh, they they have a uh, chicken cock rye coming out. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, we should be getting a sample of that, which I'm looking forward to because I always love a good rye, and well, I always love anything with alcohol in it. So, <laughs> so what the heck? That'll be nice. So we're uh, you know we're looking good. So for the uh, chicken cock uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. We're going to be giving that three sips.
3: Interesting.
1: All right. So we're moving on to our next whiskey. If we can get sleepy down there at the end of the table to wake
2: up. Oh, you want me to wake up? Yeah. Okay. That'd be nice. All right. The next whiskey is the Clonakilty Irish Whiskey. Imperial I used to think he was grumpy, Stout but turns trooper. out he's sleepy. Uh, it's a non-age dated whiskey at 50.2% ABV or 100.4 proof for those of you who are mathematically challenged. 1,400 bottles of this were made. The Clonakilty Distillery founders, the Scully family, have farmed their land by the Atlantic coast of Ireland in County of Cork for eight consecutive successive generations. A commitment to both heritage and innovation has led them to revive ancient malting barley varieties for their whiskey. Their fields at the base of Galley Head Lighthouse are influenced by the sea mist, soft rain, and ocean spray, which provides a complexity to the soil that permeates right through to each individual grain. Their warehouse is also located near the ocean where pure, clean air transported across thousands of miles of the Atlantic provides a freshness unspoiled by human intervention. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. The expression we're trying today. (laughs) is a malt and grain blend that was first aged in ex-bourbon barrels before being finished in seasoned casks from New England Brewing Company that were previously used to mature their Imperial Stout Trooper Imperial Stout. This limited expression just received double gold at the 2020 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. So, we'll be back. And tell you a little bit more about the Klonakilty Irish Whiskey. Hey,
1: and we're back, and Maury's telling us about a uh, new expression from the folks at Clonakilty Irish Whiskey, their Imperial Stout Trooper. So great name. It's yeah, it's it's it, the label's cool. Well, that that's the name of the beer. It's an IPA from that that brewery, and it's called Imperial Stout Trooper, but it's they've got they've got a uh imperial stormtrooper uh, helmet on the label
2: so it's really cool yeah. the geek in me comes up yeah we didn't have the uh the benefit of seeing the original packaging as we got a small uh media sale Oh yeah, this, this one's rare there's not a lot of these yeah. we were lucky to get what we got that being said uh let's talk about the color so don't be put off by the color remember you can't drink color this whiskey is super
3: light.
1: well i mean it's Irish whiskey. It's usually, I mean, it's yeah. not brown. It's, as as Justin would say, it's not brown. It's not
3: light brown. It's yeah. not brown. It's no, not, this not is uh, uh,
2: just a pale yellow. Uh, very light. It's the lightest thing we've had today. But again, don't be put off by the color. On the nose, there's a lot going on. you got cocoa, tiramisu, honeyed almonds, a hint of uh, some, some hops. Um, I really like the nose. On the palate, it's rich and viscous and mouth coating there's these milk chocolate truffles there's some notes of oak hints of espresso Um, and then it just has this this lovely finish that just sort of fades goes on and on and on and then just fades Uh, I think this is a lovely whiskey as far as Irish whiskeys go uh, it's hard to remember one that I've had that was better than this in quite some time this one's really really pleasant Uh, and again it's not a scotch it's not a bourbon Brent but i know as far as irish whiskeys goes this is about as good as they get
1: yeah i mean they're they're fairly new here in the states they've been around for a while but uh newer brand here in the states and would had the luck to work with one of the founders here and uh when he told me about this one i said boy that sounds interesting he says i he says i will definitely get you a sample he says you're gonna love this one it's absolutely
2: it's like a candy bar oh my gosh uh, mm. It's got a lot of chocolate, a lot of nut, a lot of uh, really interesting. Um, I mean, it's on the nose. It's
1: just it's cocoa and like hot buttered sticky sweet pastry and and mocha and it's little bits of uh, like cocoa and espresso and on the mouth. Hold on.
3: Mm. It's
1: got a great mouthfeel to it. Um that the milk chocolate, espresso, and you definitely pick up the hops in the IPA it's it's again, a lot of times, like the last show that we did, a lot of times people do barrel finishes and sometimes it tastes more like what was in the barrel to begin with as opposed to what it's supposed to taste like. Um, I've had a lot of whiskey that was finished in various beer casts and this one was done very well. You're just picking up those high notes of the ipa it's not overpowering just at fill all it in
0: the
3: holes
1: yeah just filling in the holes you're picking up that little bit of light hoppiness to it and the sweetness and man it's just this is this is this is like you said this is one of the better irish
0: whiskeys i've had this one is really great what do you think brett i enjoyed this this is this is nice it's very pleasant it's very fruity that's the one thing right off the bat you get. Oh that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's great fruit. It's sweet. It's um, you got that cocoa. Uh, when I when I hit the palate the first time, I said, "Oh my god!" It just took me back to childhood cocoa puffs. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is what this is." Yeah. You got cocoa, this cocoa, cocoa for cocoa, cocoa puffs. for cocoa puffs yeah. with the with a little bit with some fruit on added to it, Man. and um, you know it's a little bit of just that little bit of the wood tannins to it that just just to even it out man they got a winner here this yeah. is something that uh, they got yeah. it's a hit you know so
1: now, like i said and, they were also very kind and uh and and hopefully working with us on a barrel that they're doing with a local brewery here in florida um that we're working on to do is a uh, charitable barrel to help uh my favorite charity honor flight. So, with any luck, that one will be as as good as as this one, and uh, it'll sell out quick. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, so far, wow. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Justin?
3: On the nose, I got uh, rich malt, citrus fruit, and um, I couldn't get any of the beer on the nose. On the palate, um, I got a rush of the cocoa puffs that Brent got. And then I kind of got this creaminess. It was kind of like a chocolate cheesecake Danish going on, and then ended with a slight touch of the imperial stout, which I really yeah. noted on the exhale.
1: That's where you get it. You get it on the very end. You get the hops.
3: Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm breathing out. Oh yeah, I can feel it. And uh, long nose and very impressive. Probably the best Irish whiskey I've ever had. And um, I'm sorry it's your first whiskey, but you'll be liking them as you try more. Yeah, I may be biased slightly because my girlfriend's entire family is from County Cork in Ireland. So um, there's that involved in it. And you can kind of tell that it was made near the ocean. Kind of remembered me, reminded me of the Jefferson's Ocean kind of thing where you get that sea air permeating it. So obviously it's a very complex whiskey and Irish whiskey is usually very simple and this has a lot of notes and layers
1: well some wow. is some is and some isn't but this, one, this one's stunning so we're going to be rating the uh, Quantikilty Irish whiskey Imperial Stout Trooper four sips. that's
3: classified
1: so we're moving on to our next
0: whiskey we'll have Brent tell us about that one thanks I'm going to see how many of these words I can mess up okay so this is the Ramper Indian Single Malt Double Cask it's a non-age stated 45% uh, elk, uh, and uh, 90 proof. So this is a Radical Cayetan Limited is one of the largest players in the Indian spirits industry, formerly known as Ramper Distillery. It was established in 1943. RKL is one of the largest distilleries of ethyl alcohol in ethyl, asia ethyl. ethyl alcohol you live on this stuff it's your I mother's milk that. how
1: can you mispronounce ethyl alcohol
0: you know <laughs> in asia producing molasses i told you i was going to be very good very challenged on this one <laughs> he's been drinking. extra neutral alcohol grain neutral spirit and malt spirit their distillery is based in rampur in the northern part of india at the foothills of the Himalayas. They supply our extra neutral alcohol to all manufacturers in India, including Diego, Pernod, Diageo. Bacardi, Diageo. Diageo, Diego, Diego, <laughs> USL, Diego. and, and others, awesome. as well as you know <laughs> Diageo. Hold on, hold and, on. Then. Let me let me fix this for him.
1: Diageo, Pernod, Bacardi, USL, as well as as well as ethanol neutral alcohol to Diageo and Pernod. For
0: their bottling operations outside India. Okay. There you go. go. <laughs> RKL also produces branded bottled whiskey, vodka, rum, brandy, and gin. While their malt story has been in operation for 25 years, and they have been aging malt since then, they waited until they felt they had the right product and adequate stock to launch their own brand, Rampur Indian Single Malt Whiskey, using... Indian six-row malted barley Ramper was launched in 2016 in Las Vegas. The brand is now available in over 20 countries. The ramper Indian single malt double cask expression we are trying today was launched in March 2019. This expression is crafted by maturation in hand, picked American bourbon barrels, and European oak sherry casks. So this has got a nice, this has got that, more of that bourbon color that coppery color to it and stuff uh, on the nose i get a lot of uh, it's just uh, bu- it just reminds me bubble gum toffee honey then i get a little bit of a like a hayfield like if i'm just like oh, yeah. driving straw. past yeah yeah big yeah. straw note yep just driving past her and stuff yeah on the palate i get um some cocoa i got orange a lot of orange that malt um it's like a, again, like a nice sweet buttercream frosting, uh, you know, some pears, some honey. It's very complex on the palate yeah. of, the, of the of everything. Every time you go back to it, you, you seem to pick up something else. It, and it turned out some stunning whiskeys in India. You know, I
1: mean, years ago, most people didn't even know they made whiskey in India. And, you know. Amrood, I think, was really the first big one to come right. in. Paul John came in. You know, there's, there, you know, they're starting, you know, they're starting to come in now. And and I met these guys in Chicago last year when they released this particular one. And I'm like, I, I need this for the show. I need this for the show. It's it's lovely, like you said, extremely complex. Ooh. The more you go into it, the more you get out of it. But yeah, you hit it on the head. It's just candy and 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 like a like a hayfield. On a sunny day,
2: hmm. Brent, do you know anything Thanks. more about what uh, about about the casks? Uh, I guess they said American bourbon barrels, and you're know, some European sherry. I don't
0: know anything. No, nope. mm. I know
2: nothing. I know nothing. But I, I would agree. It's really complex. It's really interesting. It's again, it's like nothing I've ever really yeah. had before. Yeah, uh, I would not immediately pinpoint it as Indian. Uh, I just thought no. You, it was, that
0: doesn't. That does You don't even think that at all when no, you're trying to. Six-row barley's got a flavor to it, but yeah, it's yeah. not
2: scotch. It doesn't taste like typical scotch, right? It's
1: it. Indian barley has a particular. I mean, I I can always taste it, um, but I think it's just because I've been working on it for so long. It has a very distinct flavor to it. It's a little different than what you're used to in you know, your normal single malt scotch from Scotland. Uh, but it's, it's lovely. I mean, it's really, really nice. I, th- I think they've done a great job. What do you think, Justin?
3: I think that the malt in this spirit is definitely pronounced. Um, on the nose, I got pears and almonds and malt. Um, I could smell the hay field that everybody was talking about. On the palate, it was definitely malt-dominant and with uh, raisins and then a little bit of wood that I can't identify. And the finish was short when I first started drinking it, but now that it's been in the glass for a while, that finish has lengthened out a lot. And um, I agree with that completely. Man. It's really lengthened.
1: I mean, the nose is just so—it's it's like walking into a Pier 1, you know, that, that yeah. sort of exotic smell. yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. I'm looking forward to seeing more of their spirits here. I, th- I think they're doing some very interesting stuff, and we're gonna be we're gonna be giving the uh, we're gonna be giving the Rampur Indian Single Malt Double Cask four sips.
3: That's classified.
1: So we're off to our last whiskey of the day, which I put dead last because I wanted to hold on to it until the last possible minute to make Brent so happy because there is nothing he loves more then a big old glass of smoky peaty whiskey. So today we have the Ardbeg Black committee release for Ardbeg Day of the Fiche, which was supposed to have been, um, was it last week? I think, I think it was supposed to have been last week. Uh, it's, it's in May. Um, I got, I got, they were kind enough to invite me there last year. Oh my God, what a great time. Um, honestly can't tell you a, a more more stunning landscape than Iowa you'll ever see in your life. I mean, the people were as friendly as they could be. The place is absolutely breathtaking in its beauty. The ocean around it is just so clear and beautiful. I mean, we, we, we went out on a boat trip, and, and uh diver jumped over and started pulling scallops up. I mean, we were eating them right on the boat, raw out of the shell. Oh, my gosh. I, it, yeah, I'm six numbers away from moving to Iowa and building a giant castle. Um, but today we have the Ardbeg Black, which is a no-age statement, 50.7% ABV. That's 101.4 proof. It is the limited edition bottled in celebration of the Ardbeg Committee's 20th anniversary To mark such a momentous occasion, the distillery vowed that the cast used to honor their global flock would be right on the nose. For the first time in Ardbeg's history, they rounded up Pinot Noir casts from the country that was furthest distance from Iowa, New Zealand. That other remote island nation where sheep had been known to outnumber locals seven to one. And if you've been to Iowa, you know that the sheep probably are more like outnumbering people ten to one. Um... First thing on the nose, just that lovely, just that Ardbegian smoke to it. That just ah, oh, absolutely delicious smoke, sooty, ashy on the palate. Hmm. On the palate, I get a little bit of fruit, some cherry. And then just wave after wave of that beautiful, beautiful smoke coming back like a a campfire on the beach. Um, A little bit of the medicinal on it, but uh, just an extremely well put together, very tight art bag. What do you think, Justin?
3: I think that um, the distillate in this is really heavy and hearts and not much heads or tails in it. It it's like a really really clear fresh distillate and in the beginning when i first opened it there was a lot of smoke on the nose that dissipated over the last um hour or so and it brought out some nice malt and sherry notes on the palate and had a really good mouthfeel to it um it would be creamy in the beginning and then go dry, which you don't normally see the mouthfeel change through drinking the spirit, but this one did. And on the finish, um, just really pleasant smoke. It reminds me of like a really high-end cigar smoking experience. I liked it a lot.
0: Brett? Okay. <laughs> besides them spelling you, black, Brent. besides them spelling black wrong. The, uh, there's not three no. A's in black. Yeah, but um this one here I and I, really I like a I like a a balanced uh smoky whiskey, but this one the smoke overtook everything to me. So this one was like for for me, if you want smoke in your whiskey, this is the one for you. This is overly smoked. Lord. Like I said, it's his favorite.
1: Well, we're gonna rate the hard bag black four sips.
3: That's
0: a, Under protest. That's against my, there's a protest for me too. Protest, I know, protest. protest. Uh, I agree with Brent. There's <laughs> a
2: lot of smoke, but it, this one's out of balance. You guys it's have no smoke, idea smoke what Smoke, and talking more about. smoke. There's yeah. nothing but smoke. Oh,
1: please. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes We found this one as well as on Terrestrial and Satellite Radio and online at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Radio.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, and pretty much any other place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google play podcast Sip, Sud, Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at itfo at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip, Sud, Smoke. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at sipsudsandsmokes or at mademanbob. Bob. want to thank our co host for joining us. Thank you, Brent. Everything was a
2: pleasure except for that last one.
1: <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> thank you, Maury. Uh,
2: thank you, Bob. Another damp and dismal day in the basement. And thank you, Justin.
3: Thank you, Bob. What a great way to get out of my house and drink whiskey with a bunch of fine folks it's a good day
1: alcohol kills COVID.
3: yeah so, <laughs>
1: so therefore none of us are ever going to get sick so well for sip suds and smokes this is made man bob we thank you for joining us and remember life is too short to drink
0: bad whiskey what about smoky whiskey
1: <laughs> sissy <laughs>